Hi, hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of the So Like podcast. Hi, hello. I I kind of abandoned this for almost two months. I was supposed to make this episode during March when it was actually International Women's Month, but I was really busy during March and also for most of April. But now that my online classes are done, at least my for my junior year, um, I'm back and now I have more time to do this. I'm finally going to do this episode and not procrastinate on it anymore. Yay! <laughs> what an achievement. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a movie called Moxie. I am not sure if it's still available on Netflix, but I remember it being available um, during March because it is technically a girl power movie. So why would they not release it during, you know, International Women's Day, Women's Month? So, obviously, um, these are all just my opinions, but I kind of share these opinions with a lot of other people. So, if you want to give the movie a chance, then obviously, do what you want. You know, I'm not going to stop you. It's not like it's like a bad movie. It's just not the best, and I was like kind of annoyed by some things there. So, I will be discussing that today. Wow. Anyway, so, my review of Moxie, it's like a... 4 out of 10, purely for the side characters, because I did not give a single F about the main girl. You know why? Because she is so unnecessarily rude. (laughs) I I know that you're supposed to like the main character and you're you're supposed to like sympathize with them, but with her, nothing. Nothing she said or like went through in the movie garnered any sympathy from me to care about her. I I didn't care about her at all. I cared about the other characters. You know, I I didn't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. She is so annoying and rude to her mom especially. Her mom's like super nice, but she's just so rude to her. I don't know why. And okay, to be honest, before watching this movie, um when I saw the trailer cuz it's supposed to be like a girl power movie, which you know, it's cool, I guess, you know, but I kind of knew that it wasn't going to be as good because it literally centers around the perspective of a middle-class white girl, <laughs> so, I, you know, I didn't really have as high expectations for this movie, and there were a lot of parts that kind of just didn't, uh, could have been better, um, didn't really like yeah because like the movie makes it seem like you know she's the main character I guess the movie kind of frames her like she suffers the most out of all the characters even though she's literally a white girl (laughs) like she is the most privileged out of all of these girls she she's not the one who gets harassed by the popular guy or get sexually assaulted, or any of that sort. She's she's literally just like a bystander. Well, I mean, yeah, she makes the magazines, but she only started making them because she actually saw it happen. Okay, so um, I'm pretty sure it's in the trailer, but like in the movie, there's is uh, there's this girl named Lucy, and she gets harassed by one of the guys at her school. 
and like he like spits in her drink it's really gross um he's really annoying um whoever that actor is he he did really well playing a jerk um yeah he basically harasses her and like she tries to go to the school for it but obviously um the admin is useless i mean it's not a surprise but like still useless um but then like she kind of approaches lucy and she says like oh you know just ignore him like he he's he's always been annoying like but then obviously lucy oh lucy she's so much smarter than her um you know lucy doesn't back down which is good and only then does um what was her name vivian <laughs> yeah that's the main girl's name vivian kind of starts printing the magazines so she basically um she's kind of using the situation of lucy to make those magazines and like there was this part in the movie where she was like okay so i'm so i'm all over the place but like there's this part in the movie where lucy kind of says something like oh why are we still studying about old uh white men in history or something like that and vivian almost kind of copies her answer when answering like a discussion board online and like she asks her mom something like something along the lines of like what do teenagers care about i'm just like you're you're a teenager <laughs> shouldn't you know that why why would you be asking your 40 year old mom what teenagers care about i don't know i i really did not like her at all i don't think anybody liked her you know this movie kind of just came off as like a very white feminism white saviory movie you know they're kind of trying to frame her as a hero when in reality she's not she's not um yeah and like yeah the movie just frames her to make it seem like she's getting all the bad stuff happening to her but like she even gets a boyfriend she has like a cute asian boyfriend she has like more friends and stuff and i'm just like no lucy this girl does not deserve any of this and yeah she was literally complacent at the start she was she kept telling lucy to just ignore the guy that was harassing her things like that i'm just like uh, i don't think she cared about it until lucy was like you know i'm not gonna back down you know things like that what else sorry i i'm all over the place i'm just trying to look at my notes and like she okay there's this part there's so many parts there's this part in the movie where um i don't know like she's like really sad because something didn't go the way they wanted it to she kind of gets in like some angry fit of rage and she prints these like stickers that say like you're an a-hole and she like sticks them on everyone every guy in the school but then like she, um it's not her that gets in trouble it's her friend claudia that gets in trouble for it when claudia didn't do anything other than registering the moxie club and ah so annoying um and then she also does her own boyfriend dirty because she she comes back home with and she's like she invites her boyfriend to eat with her mom and her mom's boyfriend but then she for some reason is really petty and angry and like she's just like being super mean to her mom her boyfriend her mom's boyfriend Ah, so annoying. <laughs> um well, okay, I guess like um another good thing not about the movie, but just like in some of the scenes, 
is that Claudia and Seth both call her out, which was really satisfying, not gonna lie. <laughs> but, you know, they still forgive her at the end. I don't know. I don't understand why the writers didn't, like, make Vivian um, kind of realize that what she was doing to her friends and her boyfriend was wrong and they didn't make her apologize but for some reason they just all forgive her even though she never um actually tried to fix anything uh mm, nah (laughs) so there's this part near the end where one of the girls in their school they write a letter to moxie and they admit that they were like raped by someone in the school or they were raped by, you know, a certain guy in the school. The same guy that harasses Lucy. And, you know, um, Vivian does this whole thing where she, like, spray paints on the, you know, the floor. She, like, breaks the principal's trophy or something. And, like, they make a post where it's like, okay, um, in support of this girl, you need to come out before the morning bell or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are, like, supporting and stuff, and they all walk out. Um, Yeah, they all walk out in support of the girl. And then in, like, her ending speech, she kind of made it about her. Like, she kind of stood up on this thing, and then she's like, you know, I'm not really a fan of talking in big crowds and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, my God, sit down. You are the least oppressed person in this entire group. This is not your moment. Let somebody else talk. Oh, my God. I'm just like, don't make this about you. Yeah, she was just like a really annoying character. <laughs> like, I cared about everybody else. I cared about um, Seth more than I cared about her. And speaking of Seth, I kind of wish that there was like a scene for Seth or maybe any other like male ally in the movie i kind of wish that seth had a moment where he called somebody out you know like um have you ever seen that tweet i think i saw it yeah there's this tweet that says something like um like if a cis man says something like oh that's not cool like it holds so much power you know so i kind of wish they gave seth a scene i mean you know, I kind of understand why Seth didn't really talk a lot about it in the movie. You know, he was merely kind of supporting the girls because, you know, I'm sure he didn't want to talk over them, which is really good, you know. Um, but I kind of wish that there was like a scene where, you know, he's not with the girls, but he witnesses or he hears some guys talking or doing something and then he calls them out. He's just like, hey, like, that's not cool. What are you doing? Don't do that. You know, I feel like that would have been really nice to see and it would kind of um, prove that, you know, Seth was a true ally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. And you know what? I think that um, Claudia should have been the MC. So Claudia is like Vivian's Asian uh, cool best friend. <laughs> yeah, and she's played by Lauren Tsai. Isn't that amazing? Um, yeah, because you know, there's, like, a scene where, um, yeah, she calls Vivian out because, because of Vivian, you know, she gets suspended from school, and she has this whole speech 
to her where she's like, you don't understand it because you're white. And I was like, oh, she got a point. <laughs> she got a point. Like, yeah, Claudia had more stakes because, you know, she comes from like a much more strict Asian family and stuff. So anything she does, if she gets caught doing something, she gets like harsher punishments. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like her as a main character would have been more interesting because, again, there's more stakes. Like, she has to silently support this group while also being in a really um, conservative family and stuff like that. So I feel like that would have been a much better route to explore. They could have also made it about Lucy since she's the first one that gets harassed by the guy. So, yeah, I mean, I re- you know, I kind of wish that they went by that route but I don't know for some reason all the recent Netflix movies all just star like white like mediocre white people that kind of that like their story revolves around like all the POC side characters like they kind of just fuel their the MC's motivation which is not uh, <laughs> You know, I'm kind of tired of seeing white protagonists that just use the POC stories as motivations for their own story. Um, Is it really that hard to get, like, other POC characters? Come on. (laughs) I'm sure there are many talented POC characters, and hopefully they'll be, you know, directed and written by other POC people. God. (laughs) You know? And it kind of makes me think about, okay, I don't know if Moxie is considered to be like a a chick flick, but like a, a, you know, a teen movie, like a movie that's meant, I guess, for teens. And, you know, like if you compare Moxie to say a movie like Legally Blonde, you know, both the protagonists are like both white girls, but the difference is that Elle from Legally Blonde is actually likable and she's a nice person. (laughs) You know, she has more personality and you know her motivation and she grows throughout the movie. Like, Elle wasn't annoying. (laughs) Elle was, like, a good person and she used her skills in law to help people. Meanwhile, Vivian was kind of just, like, angry at everything and she kept printing the magazines. Vivian is, like, that groupmate that only offers to print stuff that that's like their only contribution that's how Vivian feels like to me and the thing is other than printing the magazines Vivian doesn't really say much only until like the end of the movie but other than that it's all the girls carrying their whole group (laughs) it's like Lucy and all the other girls carrying everything like yeah um I'm like you'd think that Lucy would be um the leader of Moxie you know but Unfortunately, it was Vivian. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, you know, I kind of miss those movies or, like, chick flicks that that are, like, what, early, like, 90s to early 2000s movies, like, Legally Blonde, Clueless, um, 10 Things I Hate About You, 13 Going on 30, uh, Leap Year, Easy A. Like, those kinds of movies, yeah. Those kind of, like, rom-com, chick-flick movies. Like, if you think about it, a lot of um, movies that are deemed, like, really iconic and 
that people talk about the most are movies with female protagonists and they are like chick flicks and those really fun colorful movies where all the girls wear such nice things and stuff and like you know female friendships and romance we love that um yeah i kind of miss those kinds of movies because they were fun and they had likable characters i just wish that like why can't we do that same kind of formula now but this time you get women of color to star why don't we get like a chick flick with a black girl as the main lead where a like her story doesn't revolve around her race you know it's just like a normal high school college story you know sure that you know representation and i don't know like the i guess the last um good teen movie that i watched was probably to all the boys i've loved before just the first movie though i don't know what happened in the other two movies i actually really liked the first movie i think that was when like see noah centineo was still new and like kind of likable but then over time everyone just kind of like you're 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 tired of him you know lana condor was like carrying that series for the last two movies or something and i think it's also because they switched directors like for the first movie it was directed by somebody else and then they switched it i don't know why um the color grading in the last two movies i don't know what happened there like i think i remembered the first movie being a lot brighter so i i don't know did they change their <laughs> color grading i i don't know but yeah i guess that would be the last good teen movie that at least i have watched yeah and you know it was good because it you know had like an asian lead oh wait oh not only that i guess yeah the half of it too was also pretty good it was a bit the pacing for me got a bit slow near the end but it was still a good movie and you know it was like another asian lead another asian lead not only that she was it's like it's like an lgbt movie you know which is really good yeah i can't really think of a lot of recent teen movies that are like good or maybe i just haven't watched a lot of them yet if you have any suggestions like just let me know yeah i miss those kind of 90s to early 2000s chick flicks because they were just fun movies and like they're very timeless like i'm pretty sure that i'd rather watch legally blonde 10 more times then watch Moxie again, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you know like the dialogue in a lot of recent like movies or shows starring teens, like modern day teens. They're I mean they're not bad, but they're not good either. I feel like a lot of the script is just written by like people in their 40s who think that this is how teenagers act and talk. So uh I don't know what happened there. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I just wish that they would just get more POC women in these fun movies because I miss them and like everyone's super nostalgic about those kinds of movies. So why don't we make something like that again where it's just a fun movie? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Obviously, you know, some of those older movies had flaws like you know casting most of the black and asian characters 
POC characters as like side characters, which unfortunately they still do today. Um, even though there's a lot of good movies now with like POC people, but like not all the not all of them are like lead characters, you know. And like you know, now that like the Y2K aesthetic is kind of coming back. I mean, they could try to do something like that again. Oh my god, like, what? Yeah, I don't know. A lot of the stuff that is coming out are more of, like, remakes of, like, older movies or series, but they remake them really badly. Like, we all saw what happened to the Wings. None of them look like any of the Wings series. Like, I didn't watch Wings a lot as a kid, but I know damn well that they would not wear outfits like that. <laughs> and I did watch a lot of, like, reviews on the wings and stuff. Like, other than the fashion being bad, there were other stuff that was bad, like, literally whitewashing Musa and Flora, making them both, like, what, white women and something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> and I think they, um, I guess it's confirmed that there's really going to be, like, a Powerpuff Girls remake, which I didn't really think was necessary, but, like, okay. And, like, the costumes, I mean, they're not bad, but they're really basic. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, you know what I really miss? Especially in those, like, uh, Y2K old chick flick movies, was the fashion. I don't understand. What, what, what happened? <laughs> what what happened? Like, a lot of the uh, fashion that the teenagers wore in, like, older movies were so good. Yes, some of them had, like, low-rise jeans, which I don't really like, and trends that might not look as good today, but they were still good, you know? I don't understand. Why did they stop putting the their teen characters in, like, really cool, well-designed um, outfits that showed their personality like have you seen those people who redraw like winks or powerpuff girls in like different clothes like i've watched people um make like uh, fashion videos and like what clothes they would put all of the girls in i'm just like oh my god why doesn't netflix hire you people <laughs> uh who are the people that i've watched that do that mina lay lee lay mina lay l-e yeah yeah, she made, like, a, I think she made what she would put the Winx Club girls in, and their outfits are really cute. And I think uh, Modern Girls also did something like that. Or was it a different person? I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, what happened? What happened to making, like, iconic outfits for these teen girls? That's always what made them so good and so iconic were the clothes i don't understand why did they stop putting them in like cute clothes <laughs> and i think i i watched this video of this guy kind of explaining i think it was uh i can't really remember the title but i think it's like he was talking about how um like media they kind of see uh like, a strong woman as, like, a woman who's, like, physically strong, has, like, no weaknesses whatsoever, but, like, he kind of compares, like, those uh, kind of characters to say, um, like, the Ghibli uh, 
Ghibli studio uh, female protagonist. It's like, you know, you relate to those girls more because they have like, you know, kind of small scale struggles that you can fix and stuff like that. Like you could just relate to them more and each of them have their own individual personalities. Yeah, and I guess, I think that guy would say something like, oh, I would base a lot of my uh, female characters off of uh, Studio Ghibli protagonists. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I always just found, like, female characters a lot more interesting, I guess. I mean, it's probably also because I'm, you know, a girl and I would want to see other girls on screen. But it's like, yeah, like, a lot of the... Studio Ghibli um, girls, like they're all strong in their own way. They not a lot of them like physically fight or anything, but like they're strong in their own individual ways. And another good point that that guy brings up is that he says something like it doesn't demean um, their male characters, which is also a really good point. Yeah, you know, it's like you don't have to demean men to bring or lift up women. You know. Yeah, a lot of, like, iconic, um, see, even, like, a lot of the more popular Studio Ghibli movies have the female protagonists, like, Spirited Away, and, um, like, Howl's Moving Castle, Kiki's Delivery Service, you know, all the, all of them have, like, female protagonists and stuff like that, yeah. And, you know, there's also, like, video essays on how um, like, movies, or, like, older movies, they kind, like, sometimes they would, like, demean femininity, like, they associate femininity with, like, the, um, villains or, like, the evil girls in movies, you know, but, yeah, I'm just, like, you know, femininity is not, like, or, well, traditional femininity, I mean, I don't know if there's really a set definition because, you know, I don't think there should be a set definition to, like, masculinity and femininity. Like, you should just be able to um, present yourself and express yourself how you want. And if people have a problem, then that's their problem to solve. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't really involve other people. But, you know, we all have our biases and we're still trying to um, accept as a society that being, uh, you know just presenting in the way that we want to, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I feel like Legally Blonde also helped because, you know, Elle was a very feminine, girly girl, but she also gone to law school and she she's like super smart and everything. They never really demeaned her or her other friends for being girly. I mean, yeah, she had like a bit of a rivalry with the other girl, but then they became friends at the end and left their man. Good for them, you know? good for them oh i have been talking for way way too long i think i i think i got off track but um well what do i leave this with go watch legally blonde (laughs) or maybe you could recommend me some other cool movies with female protagonists where i won't be annoyed by them (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god wow It's been a while since I did this podcast. I kind of forgot how good it felt. (laughs) Anyway, so thank you so, so much for listening. And I will see you next time. Bye.